Hey, put your hands together, listeners. This is Rhea Butcher here, one of your hosts. And guess what? I'm going on tour this spring, so you can catch me in the following cities. I'll be in Orlando for the Indie Comedy Fest on March 3rd, JFL Vancouver on March 9th, Creative Alliance in Baltimore, Maryland on March 30th, Lancaster, PA on the 31st, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania on April 1st, Union Hall and Brooklyn are both sold out, so I'm sorry, Brooklyn, next time. And Cincinnati, Ohio on April the 5th, Indianapolis, Indiana, April 6th, Fort Wayne, Indiana, April 7th, Grand Rapids, Michigan on the 8th, St. Louis, Missouri on the 13th, and Kansas City, Missouri on the 14th. I will see you out there, and you can get all the tickets on RiaButcher.com or ticks are in all my bios. Thanks, everybody. Can't wait to see you. Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB! Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Please wrap yourself on the face with your hands together for your hearts. Put your hands together. High on Olympic fever. You, <laughs> I got that Pyeongchang fever. You're like doing a serious half pipe. That's Rhea Butcher, by the way, guys. Oh. That's Cameron Esposito, everyone. Oh, three days I've been depressed. I've been depressed for three days. Three I was having. Solid the, I'm days. never usually depressed. She's never depressed. I'm very running around, smiling. It's a problem. And I've been depressed for three days. So depressed today, I literally said to Rio, like, do I just need to buy a plane ticket and get out of here? Do I, am I making the wrong choices? Should I not live in this city? Like, is everything, if I don't know anything wrong, I'm She was failing. essentially giving me, like, a the Thelma speech at the end of Thelma and Louise. I can't go back. Exactly. And um, then I, just, I have been changed. And I know that this is like, we talk about this on the show all the time. I'm sorry, it's part of our lives. And then I just got my period an hour ago. So I feel, I feel so good right now. I've, t- I've been telling everybody. I've been telling friends we saw on the way in. I told all of the male comics on the show. Yeah, yeah, Literally. Yeah. I went like, you don't understand. I've been so depressed. I just, it's my period. It's fake. It's not even real. <laughs> I told everybody, I told all the comics, I'm like shaking, like, like, okay, thank you so much. And how many tickets did we sell? I know it was just my period, actually. It was just my period the whole time. Um, <laughs> but I was so, I was sad in a way. I mean, it was like a really dark depression yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a really dark depression. I couldn't, I couldn't leave. I could only eat energy bars. Like, do you know when you're just like, I don't even know what I eat. I don't know what to, Rhea keeps getting these fucking protein yeah, bars. They're, for, they're to go play baseball and you keep eating them and then I go play baseball and I'm like, I have no protein bars. Because I was so sad and I couldn't even figure out what other food would be good. So I'm just eating baseball protein bars. Like, I can't get off the couch, Rhea, and I feel like I'm making all the wrong choices and then it's, it's strange. And then from the other room, she went, Rhea! And I knew what happened. But I made her come in and look. I did. It was all over the place. I went. You know that scene in Alien? It wasn't like that. Because the parents didn't get up and run out of the room. Um, 
<laughs> I do love how that little puppet, like, it, it goes like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. You're totally right. <laughs> Absolutely it pops a wheel. No, you're, fully, you're fully correct. It's so great. And you should know more wow, about wow. Alien. The yeah, audience. Very good movie. <laughs> we were talking about not too long ago, because we were rewatching that movie, how like Sigourney is working so hard through the whole movie, and then at the end, when she takes off her like outfit, her like me- space mechanic outfit, you see the underwear she's been wearing the whole time, and it is so fucking tiny, and you're like... Oh my god, I have so much more respect for you. You are definitely chafed, right? Yeah, now, like that's sure. such small what a small triangle in the back. <laughs> that should be the front. And then the back should be entirely different. <laughs> yeah. She's wearing the smallest undies under her mechanic outfit, and yet she's been like going after the cat, going back for the cat. Like, you don't need to do all this, Sigourney, but she does. And then, you know, so anyway, um, <laughs> Oh, but I am just so relieved. I'm on cloud nine. I don't have to move. I haven't made all wrong choices. <laughs> I'm so happy. got sad again for just a brief No, moment. I just am so relieved, you know, like that it was coming from, the call was coming inside the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm happy Also, for it's you. Valentine's Day tomorrow. Yeah, it is. Just and, in time. You know, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Thank you. It's and, exactly what I wanted. Uh, <laughs> and actually, Rhea, did you know I got my first ever period on Valentine's Day? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> it was the only red thing I got that year. Oh. I was young, so at the time it was red. Um, oh, jeez. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's like a lot of honesty. It's pretty interesting. It really Um, is. Truth in comedy. (laughs) Um, Do you remember getting your first period? Um, You know, you asked me that backstage, and I I cannot remember my first period, but I will tell you that for at least a solid calendar year, I just wore maxi pads just in case. (laughs) And I'll tell you why. Because I was a skateboarder Wait, can I and I you? was terrified of being surrounded by boys and having my period jumping downstairs. So I was like, you know what? I'll just be prepared. Why not? It but was also, like, so of, hot all the time. Kind of a good like extra cushion. It's almost like a knee pad. You really don't understand how skateboarding works, do you? Yeah, I do. If you're on a rail, I use the right word. Let's say you're on a rail. Sure, yeah, and yeah. And your skateboard flies off the side, uh-huh. and then you go whoop, you know? Yeah, yeah, you have wings. Oh, and then yeah, you exactly. pop right on there. Right. Now yeah. you have a little teeny mattress. <laughs> An ultra-absorbent core. <laughs> and the rail is the pee, and you're the princess. <laughs> All right. Not even going to feel it. Um, no, she does feel it. That's how you know. She, it doesn't matter. Um, whatever. Look, what I'm trying to say is... That's adorable. Yeah, I thought so. I think I was, like, 16, too. I like When you got your period? I li- no. I, I, yes, when I got my period, I was, For like, 16 or 17. Yeah, that kind of like, makes athlete. sense to me. Well, because you were so... You were, like, rail thin. So a lot of times, people that don't have a lot of body fat, their period comes later. Okay. That's just, these are just... Why am I... Sh- this, these are biological facts. This person in a shirt agrees with me. This has to be true. Um, I got my period, I think when I was nine. What? 
Did you say nine? Yes. Wow. I didn't mean to. No, no, no. I, see, that's how I felt when you were like, real thin. We're just feeling the same experience. No, I just, I, I, I was just surprised. Well, I, It's not a judgment. Do I you want to know where I was? Yes. Period Island? Where? <laughs> that's why it happened. I was on Period Island. <laughs> Um, no, I was at a retreat um, that was prior to going to sex ed, which wasn't really sex ed. It was, our sex ed was that you went to the Robert Crown Center in the western <laughs> suburbs of Chicago. The Robert Crown Center was just a place where there was a light up model of a human body and it would light up in different places and go like, this is a penis, this is a chest or whatever. And that was the whole thing. Boogie, woogie, woogie. Yeah, like it was super... You know, informative, and it taught you how to have like safe, you know, like, like just like thoughts. good safe like, thoughts. It taught you how to have like holistic sex with a partner in a consensual way. Like I felt like it really did that by just being like, "This is a penis. It's gonna light up." Um, <laughs> but before that, um, the boys in my class were separated from the girls in uh-huh. my class. Yes, of because course. you know, like obviously, um, gender was like finite and enforced, and we were we were taken to separate places in the woods. Wait, wait what? <laughs> On a retreat, and ours was led by a nun, and she was in habit. So, do you guys know what I'm talking about? That's the like nun costume. <laughs> Not all nuns are in habit, but this nun was in habit. So she was wearing all that shit, and um, this is how the day went. Ready? Yeah. So like all of these girls are sitting. I think we're cross-legged on the ground. It's a cabin in the woods. The boys have been taken somewhere else. And to go scavenge for porn Exactly. Exactly. A nun we don't know walks into this, like, woodshed. What the hell? No, this is my real life, Rhea. I understand. And there's a, um, there's a record player. There's a turntable with a record on it. Are you sure you're not talking about Black Mirror? This is my real life. She walks in and she like basically didn't even face us yet. And she takes like the needle and she puts it on the record and it turns and like turns on, it starts to spin and it's playing um, Billy Joel's Only the Good Die Young. (laughs) Which is a song that starts like Catholic school, Catholic girls start much too late. <laughs> so like, and then she was like, exactly. Literally, literally. <laughs> she's like, she she went like, like that played. Like it went like, can't like, well, blah, 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 blah. like it's like a fun sounding song. And then she basically like kicked it over and was like, they're gonna want to have sex with you. <laughs> because you're Catholic, this is what the media thinks of you. <laughs> And then, in that moment, I felt something weird happen (laughs) in my body. A feeling I had not felt before. Because there may be people in the audience who here who don't get get their periods or who've never gotten a period, and I just, you might not know this, you you do know when it happens. (laughs) You can feel it. It's a weird, it's weird because when you release your bladder to pee, you feel like the release of your bladder. This is just like, wait, where's that coming from? Like, you feel something coming out. Yeah, but it's, it's like, as if it was basted through your mouth or something. Like, you're just like, what? You know, like, it's just, it's like Sigourney in the escape pod, and you're like, when did she get here? Yes. So, so just walking, going, ooh. I ooh. felt. Ooh. <laughs> 
We were like, oh my god, I just sweat like so much. <laughs> um, I went to a Catholic high school. Did someone drop soup in my underwear? Oh my god. <laughs> so what do you think? Good lord. Precisely. So I, <laughs> I went to the bathroom uh-huh. and like sort of put together what was happening, uh-huh. and then just like, like I mean, I was on my own. Like Did this you- was not a situation where I could come out to this nun and be like. I'm having a normal bodily function. Could you assist me with this? Exactly. Excuse me, sister. Do you have any feminine products? Like, I couldn't have said that. She just wads up the habit. Yes. (laughs) Or she takes the flying nuns thing. There you go. So I just, like, made, like, like, I took, like, the biggest, like, I went, like, how much toilet paper is there? All right. Did you just take the whole wedge? Yeah, exactly. Like, I walked back out just like... (laughs) Actually, everything's fine. fine. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, my God. But you know what else is true about being Catholic? I didn't use tampons for, like, forever. I didn't well, use them till I was like a senior in high school. Jesus didn't use tampons. So. That's a great point. That's a great point. <laughs> I was gonna make some sort of stigmata joke. It wasn't gonna work. Yeah, um, it wasn't. I'm glad you didn't. Thank you. <laughs> now that is the diva cup of a carpenter. So that is a really great joke if you're a fan of Indiana People are Jones, so mad Jesus, and them. Diva Cups. I don't know. Oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't use... Because I, I, like, never touched my body because I didn't believe that bodies like mine could have orgasms. And I didn't understand that people with vaginas masturbated. This was none of... All of these things were, like... Literally, when you... When my, my particular sex education and Catholic sex education uh-huh. was like, why would you touch yourself? Nothing will happen. Like, that's like what was taught to me. And I was like, that's right. Nothing would happen. I am a vessel. <laughs> um, so like, I had no idea. I had no idea that orgasms were possible. I had no idea that like people with vaginas masturbated at all. I had no, I had no interest in having sex with my boyfriend um, for a weird reason. And... <laughs> So I also was, like, unclear on whether tampons would make you, like, not a virgin or whatever. So then I just used pads for, like, ever. But straight up, honestly, this is real. I was also a competitive swimmer. Um, So, like... It seems like a lot of drag. It's a lot, yeah. (laughs) No, you don't wear the pad in the water. You just fucking go for it. (laughs) Wow. The cold water will stop the flow. (laughs) I think. I don't know. I wasn't swimming behind me. (laughs) Actually, that's not true. You do flip. Sometimes I was. Um. (laughs) Oh, boy. What a real red tide happening. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I just remember my older sister who like didn't believe in any of that shit. I have a very specific memory of her being like outside of the bathroom, being like, just do it! Use a tampon! This is crazy! And I was like in there going like, it won't go in! Like I couldn't figure out where the holes were. I was like probably like, it's not going in! You know, like 
You have like a tourniquet around your arm. <laughs> I can't get it in anywhere! I can't find the vein! <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Devastating. I mean, I, I was talking about Diva Cups a second ago. Somebody gave us some Diva Cups to try and like promote and like I'm all about the idea of them. <laughs> But I didn't know that you had to like get the right size. And I will say that um, when you get a piece of like rubbery plastic just stuck inside yourself, you really um, just talk to yourself for a solid 20 minutes about how you're gonna fix this. Cause like I have plunged many a toilet in my day, but never has the plunger gone inside of my own body. Or inside of the toilet, even, Or right? inside of the toilet, down the pipes, or anything. <laughs> I've never had to solve that equation. And it's just a lot of, like, slow, metered breathing and telling yourself everything's going to be okay. <laughs> Someone designed it. This has definitely happened somewhere else on the planet. You're not the only one. You're going to get through this. <laughs> and I did. It's not in there anymore. I was, so. gonna, I was honestly just going to ask if it was still in there. No. No longer in there, no. No. It's kind of like an adopt-a-highway situation. Some people just came by, cleaned it up, took it out. I mean, if that's true, I have not seen the sign, you know, like, right, yeah. for who adopted it and who it was and everything. <laughs> oh, oh, my shit. God. It's so ridiculous. Thank you. It is Thank so you. funny. It is so funny. It is so funny. This is a normal part of life. So funny. A lot of people do. Wow, with it. these people are like so funny. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well, look, I'm on the top of the world right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I did want to say one thing before we start the show. Speaking of so funny, I was uh, very funny on a television show on Friday night. I have to say this about myself. Um, how do you know that you haven't watched it? I haven't been able to watch it, although you were blasting it in the other room so I could hear myself, and my dog was very confused because he was <laughs> hanging out with me going, wait, what? <laughs> Rhea, you were so good. Rhea was on Two Dope Queens on HBO. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. Thank you. And you were so good on it. Thank you. I thought you were great. I loved your timing. Sometimes one thing I really respect about you as a comic is like sometimes in a big room like that, I will get affected by the energy and I'll mm -hmm. go really fast. Sure. Which doesn't always look great on television. And you're like so calm and slow, like your timing on is amazing. Uh -huh. and it's, it's almost like I'm trying to take a diva cup out, you know? Yes. <laughs> it's like slow you and steady. Like I wasn't thinking that at the time. Now I think about it. Like yeah, there's yeah. totally moments where it feels like she could be taking a diva cup out. It's really chilled out. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But I would really recommend watching it. Rhea was great. Thank you. It's I think it's on HBO Go, so you can check it out. Yes. And uh, Charlotte of Sex and the City fame, the character Charlotte uh, Kirsten Davis. Kirsten Davis? Kirsten. K Kristen. Kristen, thank you, uh, said she liked me, and I just screamed, Charlotte, from the other room. <laughs> That's true. That did happen at like 7.39 yeah. this morning. Rhea just goes, Charlotte! <laughs> She was, like, in the other room checking Twitter, and, and Kristen had said that Rhea was really funny. Yeah. I mean, number one, like, actually, that is where my mind went. Like, when you said Charlotte, I was like, you know, something has happened. I actually thought it was, like, part of the big feud that's been going on. Anyway, um, no. but there is another world where, like, I walk into the bedroom, 
there's a really elaborate spider web that just says yeah. some set <laughs> that is the funniest fucking charlotte's web joke here's what you have to know about it some pig is like the most effective of the webs that charlotte builds to save wilbur's life dying herself but her baby's love whoa spoiler alert for charlotte's web that's the saddest children's story. I it understand is. that I spiders to, and pigs don't live the same length life. I went to an all-girl Catholic school, and we read that, we watched that movie together, and it was just a room of these like tiny children crying their eyes out. I could not imagine being the teacher just be like, "Oh my god, what did I do?" <laughs> just like twenty little girls. The going, spider dies. Cue the Billy Joel. <laughs> See? <laughs> exactly. Well, Rhea, you've been great in this yeah, opening Cameron, of you've the been show. Hilarious. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Very happy for you. You want to introduce the first comic? Oh yeah, this first comic is a friend of mine and of the show. You may have seen him on Conan. He's a wonderful, wonderful dude. Please give a warm welcome to Caleb Sinan, everybody! <laughs> Never seen a crowd. Hey, you guys are great. Give it up for this show. What a show we got. Oh. And a podcast. We're here in L.A. Give it up for L.A. Yeah. You can ski and go to the beach. Same day. Never get tired of hearing that. Some people, I've been living here two years, people are like, do you love it? Do you love ski and go to the beach? Same day. That sounds like the least relaxing day I can imagine. Those are two leisure activities. I don't want to double up. Oh, hey, how would you like to wake up at 3 a.m. and drive up a mountain with me? And then we can drive to the ocean for the last second the sun's up. Get in, it'll be two degrees. Just so we can say, fuck New York. And uh, we're glad we're here. The only people going to the top of a mountain in the ocean in the same day is someone hiding uh, the weapon uh, far from the body they just killed. <laughs> or a dad that just wants to yell at his kids in two climates. <laughs> Set a record. So yeah, I did Conan a couple months ago. That was fun. Um, but there were three jokes they cut. And I'm going to do them now. Okay. <laughs> Joke number one. So I was reading about Hitler today, and all of Hitler's grandkids released a joint statement where they all promised to not reproduce so that the Hitler name would die with them. And I thought that was a good statement. But what I noticed was missing from the statement was a promise to not kill Jews. <laughs> And that's what I didn't like about him. <laughs> so look, Hitlers. If you want to impress me, why don't you marry a Jew and have six million kids? <laughs> Joke number one, cut. From the Conan O'Brien program. All right, joke number two. So I saw a used condom on the street today. That put me in a good mood. Every explanation for that is pretty cool. That either means homeless people are having safe sex, and who's not for that? Who could be against that? 
Or it means somebody had sex in a house and came so hard they shot the condom out the window onto the street. And that's pretty cool. That's a goal for me. It's on my vision board. <laughs> Joke number two, cut. From Conan. Joke number three. Uh, so my dad shared this article about 9-11 on his Facebook page. <laughs> And the title was 72 Brand New, Never Before Seen 9-11 Pictures. And that's a weird sell for me. Like, are you tired of looking at the same old 9-11 pictures? You can't even come anymore. Joke number three, cut from the Conan O'Brien program. And my set was three seconds long, and... Um, so I'm trying to do new stuff with my comedy uh, this year. New me. Uh, never done impressions, so here's I'm going to try one. Uh, this is my impression of Mike Pence going down on his wife. Great for the podcast, purely visual. All right, hey, podcast. I would imagine some bifocals and uh, message someone who went to the show. <laughs> They'll tell you what it was. All right, here's an impression of uh, every British comedian I've ever seen. This one is good, an uh, audio impression. British comedian. What? No. 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 Have you, have you seen Trump? Have you seen... It's mental. No. Every British comedian I have ever seen, that's all they do. I still haven't gotten in trouble for it. I think it's offensive somehow, but I've seen... They're a country. <laughs> to be fair, I'm from the South. Uh, here's my impression of every Southern comedian. I see a lot of things that don't make sense to me. <laughs> no, thank you. That is a comedian from the South. Very similar to the New Jersey comedian who is exactly the same as a comedian from the South, but at the end he goes, yeah, and I said, fuck that. <laughs> Here's one. Here's Mark Marin. Uh... <laughs> You guys heard of this guy? Uh, it's a podcast bit, so this will be good. Uh, here's Mark Marin doing an ad. <laughs> why? So why? Why? Why do I do this to people I love? Why? Why? I push them away. I, I don't know. Squarespace. Squarespace is the only way to get a beautiful and stunning... I don't know. Is it my dad? Am I my... All right, that's enough of that. All right, so my sister had a baby. She just had a baby, and that's uh, eh, all right. Uh, I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Everyone listening, I, I have nothing. <laughs> I'm an uncle, uh, but she loves that thing, and uh, the guy she had it with, he loves it, and uh, they're into it, you know, and uh, I'm not used to that. I'm used to my dad's generation. 
of parenting. Like, you know that movie Mr. Mom? You ever seen Mr. Mom? Well, if you haven't, here's the plot of Mr. Mom. And it is a plot good for 90 minutes of laughs. And the plot is, what if a dad raised his kids? <laughs> I just thought of that. We're going to be rich. He's okay, that little thing. And uh, he was taking a nap, me and my sister in the kitchen. And she was like, ooh, he just found out he has a penis. So he's going through that phase where he's touching it a lot. And I was like, phase. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> He'll grow out of that when he's dead. <laughs> Told her he was going to die. My dad's pretty cool. He's got this big garden. He's real proud of it. Uh, anytime I come back from Georgia, he's always like, oh, before you go to L.A., you know anybody in L.A. that likes squash? I'm like, Dad, that's not a thing I could know about a whole city. <laughs> and he texted me today, and he said, do you like, and he sent me an eggplant emoji. <laughs> and I said, is this for me? And he said, it's for whoever likes it. <laughs> I haven't texted him back. Guys, that's it for me. Thank you so much. You guys Keep it going for Caleb. I don't know if Rhea's backstage or like backstage here, but oh, there was when Caleb was talking about Mr. Mom, Rhea has like a pet peeve that I completely share that is so bonkers. Do, when dudes, especially dudes that are our generation, will talk about their children and they go like, oh, I'm babysitting tonight. <laughs> You've heard this, right? You've heard like a dude say that? For, what are you talking about? <laughs> you're, you're baby, what do you mean you're babysitting? Well, if you're babysitting, you better have some fun games. You better be coming over from down the street. Are you over there, Rhea? I think I see the silhouette of your jean jacket. <laughs> babysitting. Horrifying, right? Absolutely. Those people, if a dad says babysitting, he should have to give us their kids. <laughs> I go, oh, well, I don't make the rules. <laughs> but it's like actually really hard for us, so we just have yours. I told you I'm dark right now. <laughs> I'm fucking dark right now! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's up. I don't know what's up. I don't know what's up! How are you doing? Yeah? How was your day? Uh, it's good. I got my hair colored. Great! I can't see it. It looks like almost like a blue-black. It's, it's black and green. Black and green! <laughs> I'm losing it is what I'm trying to say. Um... Is uh, the, like, ooh, funky color a new thing, or have you been doing that? Like, is green new? Uh, no, I've had green for about a year, and I've been doing colors like that, like, more of my life probably than not. Like, ooh. Do you remember your first color? What was your first <laughs> one that you did? Uh, well, that was, like, a funky color. Yeah, basically. that's what I'm talking about. Give me those funky colors. <laughs> Bright, like fire engine red. Uh huh. Um, and how old were you, and why were you doing? Um, like, where were you gonna go with it? I was in eighth grade. Uh huh. Yes. I knew that 
I would get in trouble, so I just did it. So you were like, yeah! And, uh, Darker, please. I got grounded for a month, and they made me die over it with this, like, boring brown. Oh. Yeah. This is a story of real trauma. <laughs> but now you are in charge of your own head. And you can say, I get to go out tonight, even! Indeed. That's really awesome. I'm glad you persevered. I've never had funky colored hair except one time in grade school, probably around the same time, eighth grade, I went and did that thing that really stays a long time and is a good idea. I put a bunch of Kool-Aid in my hair. <laughs> then I went to a school dance, which was outside. And then it did rain, and I was wearing white overall shorts. <laughs> and I did dance with my first boyfriend. <laughs> And he did break up with me the next day. But I think this was unrelated. I think he just wanted me with my friend. But then what I did after that was, what's that song, Every Breath You Take? You know that like really creepy stalker song? But imagine you're in eighth grade and I would ride my bike with that on a tape deck. I'd like put the tape deck on my, like stick it on my stick, the tape deck on my pants on my shorts with my William Wegman oversized t-shirt. That's such a specific, it's so funny if you know what that is. He did a series with, it doesn't matter, um, with Weimariners and I, he was, so it's just like a dog roller skating on my shirt and I have like a Walkman on and I'm, I'm like riding my bike back and forth past his house like every at once, um, which is a, a extra good. Thank you, Rhea, for knowing what I mean, always. I was like so in mourning, but we had dated for this how many days? One. Because he asked me out at the dance because my hair looked so cool. I was like, of course. <laughs> wearing which sucked fucking jelly shoes man what were we doing them things tear up your feet so much you know the 90s are coming back I'm sure there's already people in the crowd wearing jelly shoes tonight stop it anyway okay I'll stop talking about this very specific memory but it's good for me okay Hey, congratulations on your green hair. This is really mostly about you. <laughs> I get bullied in my hair once I went to Magic Mountain, which was also a mistake. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, hey, we're in it together, kid. Yes. Let's hear for her. Oh, amazing. Friends, this next person, I like this person so much. Comic uh, out of Denver originally, but lives here in L.A. now. Known him for a while, and he's so funny and so nice. Let's hear it right now for Troy Walker. Yeah. Cameron, huh? Glad to be here. Tell you a little bit about me. I, uh, I'm not a drinker. I don't drink, and it's not for religious reasons or anything. I just have so many friends that drink too much. Like, especially as a comic, most of your friends are like borderline alcoholics, you know? So I have so many friends that just drink so much, and it's starting to scare me. 
You ever talk to somebody that just drinks too much? Like they drink so much that they start to blame specific types of alcohol for specific <laughs> terrible be- behaviors that they have. Like, you know what I mean? But they'll be like, oh, what's that, whiskey? Oh, oh, I can't have whiskey, man. Makes me sleep shit. And you're like, ugh, ugh. Whiskey did that to you? How is that whiskey's fault? And I just always thought it was just like, cop-out that people would use, you know, for, like, bad behavior, you know, but then I was working this comedy club in Northwest Arkansas, and after the show, I was hanging out with all these rich Walmart hicks, they started buying me all this white wine, and I started getting really, really white wine drunk, and I started doing really, really white wine shit. Like, I was just passive-aggressive, treating everybody like I was their mother-in-law. Like, I was just walking around like, those shoes, huh? Mm. was amazing. Not very good at dating. I have trouble dating. Uh, I think I just have like a lot of bad luck with it. You know, like recently I was in this bar. I'm standing at the bar when this very pretty young white woman comes up to me. And I have to mention that she was white because, well, you'll see. Uh, so she comes up to me. She goes, there you are. I was looking everywhere for you. I couldn't find you. I didn't know where you were. And she's like touching my arm and shit. And in my head, I'm going, I have no idea who this woman is. But, you know, Christmas in July. But then after a few seconds, she realizes her mistake and goes, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I thought you were someone else. And then she looks around the room for who she's actually looking for, which is a completely different black dude sitting in a booth on the other side of the bar. And then she goes over to him and kisses him hello with tongue. Do you understand what I'm telling you? She could not tell stranger black dude from boyfriend black dude. She had no idea. And I didn't know how to feel about it. Because on the one hand, she couldn't tell two black guys apart, which admittedly is not ideal. But on the other hand, she does fuck black dudes, which is about as ideal as it gets. But on the other, other hand, those black dudes aren't me, which is the least ideal of all. They didn't even look like me. This dude was like 6'2 with a shaved head. He was jacked. It was ridiculous. It would be like if everyone in this room came to my birthday party and halfway through the party, I excused myself to go to the bathroom. And then after a few minutes, Mike Tyson came out of the bathroom wearing a party hat, sat down, blew out all my candles, and none of you motherfuckers could tell the difference. Nobody even thinks for a second that maybe I've been beaten to death in the goddamn bathroom. You're all just like, oh, I guess Troy's been working out. I like to imagine uh, fun scenarios for them. Like, I like to imagine that they got married and had kids, but she can't tell her kids from other black kids. (laughs) So she just kidnaps black children all over the city. Like soccer mom bandit or something. (laughs) You know what I think is weird? I think uh, I, like, heard, like, a lot of stuff recently about how much weirder dating was, like, a long time ago. Like, in the 50s, apparently, it used to be that when a man and a woman would go to a restaurant, the man would just order for her. Like, she didn't even get to look at the menu. He would just pick some shit, and then she just had to eat it, whatever it was. That's fucking insane. I don't even know what I want most of the time. That's crazy. It's too much power, and power corrupts. I would abuse that power if I had it. I would do a lot of things that, uh, you know, probably shouldn't do. Like, uh, you know those restaurants where they'll sell you a gigantic meal that no human person should be able to finish? But if you eat it in a certain amount of time, they'll give it to you for free? I've always wanted to see somebody do one of those, man. And she would be doing it. 
We like sitting there, 1950s. I got a suit, smoking a cigarette. Got my hair slicked back like one of the Temptations. The waiter comes over. He goes, what would you like? Oh, uh, I'll have the salmon, and the lady will be taking Uncle Porker's rib challenge. <laughs> the porkocalypse, that's correct. I shouldn't be ordering for anybody, man. I eat terribly. I'm trying to eat better. I'm trying to eat less fast food. Heard an interesting thing recently about how Arby's bought Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm going to repeat that. Arby's purchased Buffalo Wild Wings, which really tripped me out because, like, I didn't even know Arby's had that kind of money. Did you guys know Arby's had buying shit money? That's like when you find out your shittiest friend is rich. And you're like, well, why the fuck do you live like this then, man? I saw you eat a burrito out of the trash yesterday. You had new burrito money, motherfucker? <laughs> Corporations are funny. Amazon is uh, doing cashierless stores, guys. They're doing brick-and-mortar stores that they will link through facial recognition technology to your Amazon account. So all you have to do is walk into the store, grab what you want off the shelf, and walk right back out. Which, as a fan of technology, sounds pretty cool. But as a black dude, sounds like a fucking trap, man. That sounds like how you end up on a driverless bus to a guardless jail. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. In the future, even systematic racism will be automated. It'll be a little Roomba, falls you around, folding shit that's already folded. It's a racist Roomba. <laughs> I also don't trust it because Amazon likes to recommend shit based on other shit that you looked at and then it gets it wrong a lot. Like, how would that even work? You, like, walk in and over the intercom it goes, butt plugs on aisle three. And you're like, I was doing research! <laughs> nah, I can't go down aisle three. All right, I'm going to get out of here on this. I, um, seen lately that people are already talking about who's going to run against Donald Trump in 2020. And, uh, one of the people that people keep talking about is this guy, Cory Booker. And if you don't know who Cory Booker is, he's the current senator from New Jersey, former mayor of Newark. Black guy, but he's light-skinned, so he doesn't freak out the suburbs. <laughs> and he's got a bald head. He looked like if Lex Luthor was a 90s R&B artist. <laughs> but here's the thing about that guy. He's in his mid-40s, and he's still single. Completely fine. No problem with that. I just feel like we all know you can't really give Trump that kind of ammo, right? <laughs> He's just such a bully. You just can't give him that kind of ammo against, like, somebody, right? I can see it now. Lonely Cory. Lonely Cory Booker. He gets no matches. He gets no matches. No matches on Bumble. No matches on Tinder. Coffee does not meet bagel for Cory Booker. <laughs> now that I've made everybody sad, I'm going to leave. That's it for me, guys. Thanks for having me. When Troy uh, mentioned coffee meets bagel, I was like, Shark Tank! <laughs> what a nerd I am. <laughs> uh, I can't remember if I talked to you guys about the Super Bowl. Did y'all watch the Super Bowl? Woo! Three people watched it. Good for you. Good for all of you for not watching it. But I just have to say, wasn't it great to watch a rich white guy fail for once in our lives? <laughs> Everyone was united and like, yeah, you're going down!
around, you rich white guy, and here's another rich white guy to get the trophy. But for 30 seconds, we were all united in watching Tom Brady fail, and it was one of the best nights of my entire life. So much so that the next day I went to the mall, and there was a standee for the, the watch company Tag Hewer that he's a, a, a spokesman for. And the, the like tagline for that company is, it was a picture of Tom Brady throwing a football, and it said, don't crack under pressure. And I stepped back, snapped a photo, posted it with, LOL, you did. And it felt so fantastic. <laughs> I am an adult, and I did that with my time. <laughs> we also watched the halftime show uh, with uh, one uh, Justin Timberlake, a man of the woods, if you will. Did you see that? <laughs> okay. Let's see how funny this is. I just didn't know that a person could uh, uh, simultaneously appropriate both black and white culture at the same time. Cameron turned to me and she was like, he's stealing from your people. <laughs> and I said that on Twitter, the, the uh, both black and white culture, and somebody was like, what white culture? Which, number one, of, uh, of course, yes, great point. Uh, but second, um, camo pants with a deer-themed blouse. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> And yes, I do mean blouse. All right, are you ready to keep the show going? I sure am. What a wonderful show this is, right? Now, our, your next comic, it's their first time on the show. So you know what we do here at Put Your Hands Together when it's somebody's first time. We love to give them a huge warm welcome. So let's get it going right now for the first time on the show. Keep it going. Get it started. Give it up for Ray and Cameron. Man, they're, they're so funny. Um, so, all right. I'm back home for a bit. I'm from here. Um, been staying at my parents' house. And uh, I just feel like a little kid again. I feel like teen Melissa. Like, all my angst is back. Like, it, it, and my mom doesn't even do anything. I'm just like, I don't want to go, Mom! She's like, I didn't say anything. I like already have arguments. I'm like, Jesus. But I, I also, I feel like a little kid because I'm single and all my siblings are in relationships and they'll talk to my parents about the relationships. But I still need love and attention. You know? Like I'll hear my, my siblings be like, Mom and Dad, hey, Paulina and I have a... Our apartment's really coming along. We've got a lot of new furniture. Come by and check it out. Yeah, come on by. And I'm just like... I went to karate class today. <laughs> hey, uh, mom and dad, Will and I were cooking a lot of recipes here. We're little chefs. We're out to cook you something good. Yeah. Oh, we got a lot on the menu. <laughs> Check out this drawing I drew. It's an outline of my hand. Who wants it? Go on once, go. I'm keeping it. Mom and Dad, uh, Pauline and I need to find a place for our wedding reception. I, I, do you have any places in mind? Mom, do you have any? Uh, I mean, we're open to your ideas or any. Mom, mom, mom. <laughs> we're thinking maybe this place in Florida that's really nice. We've been checking out. Mom, what? What is it, Melissa? What? <sighs> I forgot. <laughs> Thank you. 
Um, and uh, I'm sure she'll do it. Uh, my mom, she'll do this where it's, I'll come home late from stand-up shows and she crawls out of bed to talk to me, just to talk. I'm like, you don't have to. We could talk tomorrow. I'm in, you know, I'm getting ready for bed and it's like 1 a.m. and I, I hear her little, don't, don't. She's just like crawling. She just looks like a goblin. Like she just got out of, she's like half asleep. And I'm brushing my teeth and I see her in the, behind me in the mirror just. So how was the show? Oh, it was good. It was good. It's good. It's good crowd that turned out. Yeah, it was. It was good. It was, it was great. Thanks, mom. I'll talk. Well, I'm gonna go to sleep now. What are you wearing? <laughs> Want to go with me to Costco tomorrow? <laughs> I, could, I could really use your help. You got a lot of space in that Rav Four, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I hate, I get so mad at myself because I feel bad. I, I, You know, she's alone a, a lot at home and uh, I just I get so, I, I tell myself, I was like, Melissa, be nice to your mom. Be nice. And she'll be like, uh, can you buy me this suitcase? I'm like, no, I'm saving my money right now. I don't know. <laughs> what else is going on in Melissa land? Oh, man. Um... I feel like I'm losing it. Like I talk to myself. A lot. I, I live alone in, in New York, and I, it was a night I was having a bowl of cereal, and I just said out loud, "I'm all alone." And I just like had a real good laugh. Um, a few, like a month ago, I was experiencing a lot of dizziness and double vision and, and just like migraines and stuff. It was just my context, but I did, I did get really concerned and I went on that web MD, you know, and I thought like, oh, I'm a goner. I have this. And I was, I noticed I was like subtly saying my goodbyes like a little bit. I was, like I was at the bank and the teller was like, do you want any withdrawals? I'm like, I don't think I need that one. I'm going <laughs> At the movies, watching the previews with my friend, and she's like, ooh, that looks good. I want to see that. Do you want to see it, Melissa? I'm unsure if I'm around. <laughs> I, I feel like lately I've, I've been very numb about things. Like, I just, like, I, I don't know what the point is. And I don't know what the point is. But I, I, and I, I think it could be I've been watching a lot of Steve Buscemi movies and clips. <laughs> Because he has that way of life. Like, his character's always like, this is it. <laughs> and I, I kind of want to use Buscemi in my life when people make me feel bad for not living up to society stand, like, rules or whatever. If, like, some, I had a friend once say, like, why would you let your gray hair grow? And I'm like, I could just be like... <laughs> Sometimes I want to look like, look like a skunk. <laughs> you ever want to have kids someday? I don't know, where do kids hang out? The park? Pick one up, take it home. At a wedding, when the bouquet toss, I could just, there it goes. Congrats, Carol.
have been thinking. I I I'm, I laugh a lot. It's just I you know the dark stuff's fun. I was uh, I know my final words what they'll be when I pass. It's for me to have a good laugh. I I'm gonna be there all fragile and be like grandchildren come here, come here. I have something important that I must tell you. Yeah, Grandma. I. Yeah. Uh, Spit it out. I never made it as a wise man. I couldn't cut it as a poor man still. This is how you remind me. This is how you remind me of what I really am. This is how. so cute right now because he used Lyft once and so now he just it's, he has like this confidence that he could do it again and so he just brings it up and like just like well I mean I could come visit you I could take a lift you know if I flew in I could get to the airport I could take a lift if I, I could actually take a lift if I want but then over the weekend he and my mom are there in Florida and he ordered a lift to my house because that was the last place that a lift came. So they were at the airport in Palm Beach. And a lift was at my house. <laughs> but it's very cute. He thought it was very funny. He figured it out. Oh, Cameron, there's a lift outside. But I was, I meant it for me. You could take it, you know? It's gonna take you to the hotel in Palm Beach. <laughs> anyway. Oh, God, you know? Oh. Like, what are... The, another amazing thing, my dad is a lawyer, and when he sends you a personal email, I don't know if anybody here has ever received an email from a lawyer, there's a long, um, like disclosure at the bottom that the email is protected by attorney-client privilege. It goes through like all the specific laws that are protected. It's very long. So sometimes I would get an email that's just like, love you. This email is protected by... <laughs> but when he first got a phone and started texting, he somehow figured out and I literally don't even know how you activate this feature, how to put his full name as a signature on every text. <laughs> I'm not gonna say his real name, but it would just be like, yes, Mr. Esposito Cameron's dad. <laughs> Are you gonna be here? When do you guys land? I'll come pick you up at the airport. We'll take a lift. And Mr. S was okay. Like, sometimes it would just be... Just eight texts, each of them signed. 
and likely protected by attorney-client privilege. Oh, <laughs> uh, what is it gonna be for us, you know? Like, he's actually, like, he's so with it, you know? He's so with it, and, like, he has, you know, he's adorable, right? So, like, God. You know? I mean, you can order a... a stranger whose driving quality you don't know to come pick you up at your house through your phone now, so... We never would have predicted that in the past. <laughs> it does seem unsafe, right? Every time you get into a lift, you're like, no, this isn't what I should be doing. <laughs> okay. Why do I trust you, though? Is your name this? That's my name. This must be safe. <laughs> okay, we've got two more awesome comics. On the lineup, do you have in your hearts for two more amazing comics? <laughs> well, then, please keep it going for our next very hilarious guest. So happy to have him. Let's hear it right now for Faith Choice. Give it up for her. Come on. So I'm from L.A. People act like that's like super exciting, right? They're always like, I don't know. I didn't know people grew up here. Because <laughs> they don't know like Mexicans or poor people. I mean, surprise, guys. Not everyone came here on a Greyhound with a backpack full of headshots. That's some of us. I'm very gay. A lot of people like to ask me, uh, what it was like coming out gay as a black person in Los Angeles. I'm gonna be real honest with you guys. Uh, fucking easy, so easy. <laughs> LA is one of the best places in the world to be gay. Uh, but I'll tell you what was hard for me was coming out uh, as a gluten-free <laughs> black person <laughs> in LA. It was tough. Anyone else depressed? Black people treat depression the way white people treat racism. We're like, first of all, that's not a real thing. Why don't we just not talk about it? See if it goes away on its own. We can pray about it too, that's... <laughs> so a lot of depressed people do drugs, therefore a lot of comedians do cocaine. I've never done it, never done it, and I, you might be able to tell by the fact that I call it cocaine. <laughs> but I haven't, and here's why, guys. Uh, I watched this Vice documentary on this stuff called Crocodile. Did anyone else watch this? Yeah, yeah exactly. Crocodile, if you're not familiar with it, is a chemical compound from Russia. 70%, uh, 70% of all the coke that comes into Los Angeles and New York City is cut with this stuff. And guys, guess what does? Makes your face fall off. Makes your face fall off. Okay, here's the thing, guys. I know my limitations. I know what I'm working with. I know that I don't have the personality to carry half a face, so... I'm not gonna risk it. I've also never done crack. Never, never done it. Why? My parents smoked a lot of crack when I was a baby, made it really uncool. They took that away from me. Don't even want to try it. It sucks. Like... How could they ruin? 
I think everyone should have the right to experiment with crack. You know what I mean? But I don't even want to. I'll tell you. Uh, I was two pounds. Two pounds when I was born. Uh, super, super premature. Um, I, I didn't get taller as I got older. I just got whiter. But if it weren't for those doctors who saved my life, you guys, I would have died skinny. And I'm still bitter. <laughs> Still really bitter about that. Sometimes I want to have kids. Uh, most of the time I don't. I don't want to rip my vagina for anybody. <laughs> no, if you could tell by looking at me, not even too comfortable with the fact that I have a vagina. Does not mean I don't want it in mint condition. that bubble wrap on when I die. <laughs> I hear it's worth more that way on eBay. <laughs> kids are, kids are scary. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> vaginas are, are great. <laughs> now I wish that women were as confident about their vaginas as dudes are about their dicks. You know what I mean? Like, there are women in here who are going to be like, um, excuse me, pussy power right here, but let me ask you this. Have you ever drawn a coming vagina on a bathroom stall, huh? Have you? <laughs> ever done that? You're not as confident as you think you are. You ever walk by a dusty car and just finger a little snatch into it? With the... Don't, don't ignore the, the button. Not as confident as you think. You ever draw a vagina on your friend's party or on your friend's face at a party, right? After they pass out with a Sharpie. That's the world I want to live in, guys. I want, I want vaginas to be the gold standard for vandalism. Nationwide. Universally, even. But instead, you know, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're close. We've got a lot of dudes scared of the Me Too thing. Dudes are scared. They're like, what? what's happening? We can't flirt anymore? Can't pull my dick out in the break room anymore? They're scared. They're scared. You got... You got guys who are, you got old feminists too. They're, they're like, I don't know why, why do you have to complain about it? Why do you have to blog about it? When I was a girl and my boss grabbed my ass, all I had to do was take out the bottle of whiskey that he kept in his desk drawer, break it, and stab him with it. <laughs> <laughs> and then on Monday, everyone act like nothing happened. <laughs> I do think we need to talk about female harassers because that's a thing, we're ignoring it. Women harass too. Ladies as creeps too, y'all. Have you guys heard of um, thinks? Yes, you have. <laughs> Only here. <laughs> thinks, for people who aren't familiar with it, thinks are uh, period panties. Don't let me lose you there. They are panties you can period right into without ruining your clothes. Wonderful invention. But the CEO of this company is a woman named Mickey Agrawal. And uh, she was a prolific sexual harasser. Okay, more than half of her employees quit because she harassed the fuck out of them. Uh, she would do things like deciding to get undressed in the open floor plan of the startup environment because she needed to change clothes. 
Uh, she would s send uh, dick pics into the employee group chat. Uh, <laughs> crazy stuff. Like, she was worse than, like, Dove Charney and Terry Richardson uh, combined. And here's the thing. Um, uh, some of you have not heard of her, okay? Most shows I do, no one's heard of her. And it just goes to show you that a woman can do just as good of a job as a man. <laughs> not even get half the credit for it. <laughs> you guys, that's sexism in America. You guys have been great on Faith Choice. Thank you. Faith Choice, let her hear it! I don't know about you, but I found that super relatable. That's it. <laughs> All right, we got our final comic coming up. You ready for that? This next comic is another friend of the show, and you may have seen him on hit one of his two Comedy Central half hours. Please give a warm welcome to Mike Lawrence! Oh, man. Give it up for your host, everybody. How great have they been? All right. So uh, I, uh, I, I uh, grew up uh, poor. Uh, the worst thing about being poor is everything. But the best thing is you're never attacked in horror movies. It's true. You never see poor people in horror movies. Freddy Krueger never goes after poor people because their dreams are too sad for him to invade. <laughs> There's just some guy sitting around going, one of these days I'm going to be assistant manager of this Waffle House. <laughs> And Freddy Cougar's like, I can't kill what's already dead. <laughs> my family's gotten a little bit more money recently, and uh, my, mom, uh, my mom got breast implants. Uh, that is not a motherly hug. <laughs> that is not a comforting hug. <laughs> she was like, are you mad at me for getting these? I'm like, I'm not mad at you, Mom. I'm just disappointed in you. In the same way you're disappointed with me when I came home with D's instead of A's. <laughs> You guys ever think that uh, Lou Bega is going to pull a George Lucas and go back and write Mambos 1 through 4? <laughs> and we're all just going to be like, it's not as good as 5! <laughs> I never realized how old I was until I looked up that uh, there have been 14 different Land Before Time movies. <laughs> In my lifetime, 14 Land Before Time movies. At that point, aren't you at time? How are you not at time yet? You're still before time? <laughs> How has this franchise about dinosaurs lasted longer than the dinosaurs? I was uh, listening to a podcast about porn because I'm a sophisticated dirtbag. And... <laughs> I've, I was listening and I found out there's this uh, new thing called customized porn. A lot of porn actresses to make money because people like me just watch it for free. Um, they make customized porn now, which is like just rich people writing the craziest like fetishes. Like there's like this guy in Nor Norway who just loves watching women burn stamps, like his stamp collection. That's his porn. And I was thinking, what would my porn be if I had all the money in the world and I could make any customized porn? I think what I would do is I would get four like really buff porn stars 
and dress them up in spandex and have them act out a good Fantastic Four movie. That's <laughs> what I would want so bad. <laughs> so many of the comic book movies are, are disappointing to me. Like Batman vs. Superman, I was like, this is going to be perfect for me. I thought that movie was going to be great because I'm a child of divorce. You know, it's your two favorite people that you love growing up and now they're fighting and it's not your fault. Like... <laughs> Oh, I've ever wanted. <laughs> I think I think it's harder to do you know superhero movies now because we have a supervillain president. You know, <laughs> like we have a president with a tower that has his name on it. Just in case you didn't think he was the final boss in a video game. <laughs> like, and I found out that there's uh, residents that just live in, in Trump Tower in New York, and one of them is Bruce Willis. The actor Bruce Willis has a home in Trump Tower, and ever since I found that out, I could not stop thinking about the idea of terrorists trying to take over Trump Tower and Bruce Willis having to use all the skills he learned in two good and three disappointing action movies <laughs> and immediately dying because he's just an actor. Oh, God. <laughs> they could call it Die Easy. His catchphrase will be Yippee Kai because they shoot him before the A. <laughs> try to be progressive. Uh, try, to, try to be liberal. Uh, I started buying uh, free-range chickens. You know, the chickens that get to run around the coop and I'll be eating them with my wife and I'll just be like oh honey you could really taste the hope of escape <laughs> in every delicious bite <laughs> I'm not a not very uh, patriotic person but it really bothers me when people say that we didn't land on the moon and I know I look like every person who's ever said <laughs> we didn't land on the moon <laughs> But honestly, it's like, don't take away the only non-violent American accomplishment there is, you know? The moon is the only place that white people landed on, and there wasn't already thousands of people peacefully living there, okay? <laughs> Give us that. We need that, please. Because <laughs> this is my conspiracy theory about the moon landing. There's no way that off the top of his head, Neil Armstrong was able to come up with the beautifully poetic phrase, one small step for man one giant leap for mankind. All right, that was written in advance, okay? That was more scripted than an Atlanta Housewives reunion, all right? Because if you were the first person to ever land on the moon, you know what you'd say? I'm on the freaking moon! <laughs> Screw you, Patricia, you said I'd never be anything. <laughs> Kneel before Armstrong. <laughs> I'll do this uh, I hope that, that nobody has gotten offended tonight people get offended now for the dumbest reasons the, the wrong reasons you know like they love getting offended like me and my friend were uh, walking past this bar in uh, Austin, Texas that's just Portland, Oregon with deeper sunburns and <laughs> there was a, a sign outside the bar that said live midget tossing every Friday night and he just goes that's disgusting they prefer to be referred to 
as little people. And I was like, yeah, they also like to not be thrown around. I think that's the more important issue, right? I'm a human being! Guys, I'm Mike Lawrence. Thank you so much. so much for coming to this show. <laughs> um, and that's Rhea Butcher. And that's Cameron Esposito. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye! Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together, get ready to clap. Put your hands together, put your hands together. Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.